Welcome to episode 108 of the Gump Runners Podcast. Chase Thornton here with you tonight, flying solo, hosting the show, but I'm joined by two special guys, um, Sam Silas and Weston Tubbs, um, two guys that I had the privilege of, of coaching last year at Hopeful High School, two seniors that were able to lead us um, and were key parts to the uh, state championship team that I was able to be a part of last year. Um, for those that don't know, I was able to volunteer or to volunteer as a hitting coach at Hopeful High School the last two years and work a little bit with the pitchers last year as well. And uh, it's two years that that I'll never that that I'll never forget. And um, it's something that I've I've always wanted to do since the same since I came out of college. I was like, you know, I should have been a coach. And I had people telling me that in high school, didn't believe them. And then I started really getting the itch. And um, I had to deal with it with my wife once we moved up to Hopeful. She said that you can coach until our uh, our oldest daughter, AJ, who's five years old now, until she starts playing organized sports. And I want you to pay attention to her. I said, that's fine, deal. And so I was able to get two years in before AJ um, started playing sports. And this year she played t-ball and, uh, and basketball right now. She'll start coach pitch here in the spring. But so unfortunately, I could not continue my coaching career. But man, what a way to go out! My first year coaching, we were state champion or state championship runner-ups. Um, got beat by Russellville in Game Three of the final series, and then, of course, last year able to finish the job. And I am honored to be joined by two guys from that team. Um, gonna run through, kind of interview them. Uh, first thing, Weston, I want to start with you. Um, you tear your knee up in football practice during the bye week in 2021. Was that right? Make sure I have my timeline right. Uh, yeah, that's right. It was um, it was week five. Yeah, it was bye week. Yeah, the bye week. We were doing that scrimmage right before our off day, and uh, yeah. you unfortunately tear it up, and then you tear it again, same knee in the summer of 2022 during summer ball. Yeah, that's correct. And then, you know, you play every single game in 2023, your senior season. Had to wear a big old knee brace. I know I felt like I asked you about it every single day. I was always worried about the knee. Um, so my question is, what is the recovery process like from a mental aspect? And and how how difficult was it to play on that knee day in and day out? Because, I mean, it's obvious you haven't been 100% since your 10th grade year of high school. And um, you're still able to go play in college and just – what was the recovery process like mentally? Because you finally get over it, then bam, you tear it again. You have more issues, and then you had to get over it again, and you still managed to play through it and, and continue to play to this day. So, what was that like? Um, well, the first time I tore it, it was it was definitely hard on me because, like, I had so much going for me. I was I was pretty quick. Uh, I was looking good playing ball, and then uh, once you tear it, it's kind of like, oh man, like. You know you're not going to be able to go back to how you were, like how people say you will. I mean, and you always got the mental side of things. And uh, when you, and then I toured a second time, and that's when I was, like, really down in the dumps. Uh, I never thought I was going to play college ball. Um, I didn't even know if I was going to play baseball my senior year. I was just it, – it, it really puts you through a depressing state because, I mean – as a young kid, you always want to go play professional ball. You want to get to the next level. But after I tore it that second time, I thought all my dreams had just been shattered. I didn't think I would ever get a chance to go play. And then now I'm here. Uh, my knee's doing great. Uh, I feel good. 
I'm, I feel like I'm just about to where I was. I was uh, knee wise. Uh, I mean, I've I really just been trying to enjoy the ride because I truly am blessed to have it after the two two times I tore it. And I mean, it's just been great for me. Uh, got my own little nickname, Squeak. Knee brace always be squeaking. Uh, people love it. I mean, I love it. Emotionally, who helped you out the most? Was it was it friends, teammates? Was it Coach Tubbs at home? You know, just trying to give you the daily pep talk. Hey, let's just get up and grind. You know, try to go whatever. Who who was the emotional backbone for you? Was it Miss Erin? Because I know she can be one too. Oh yeah, my mom. I'll let you know something. I'm a mama's boy for real. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love my mama. She was always there for me. But if I really had to say it, had to be the guys on the team, like. If I was ever down, I knew I'd have one of them to talk to. Or um, they always pushed me to be better than I thought I could be. Anyways, I mean, when I was, when I was having a bad day at practice or at school or something, they'd always be like, "Hey, man, you good?" They come pick me up. They let me know that like my hundred percent that day is hundred percent that day. It's, I don't have to go one hundred and ten percent. Like I just do what I can do and. I mean, I was very thankful for the guys. They were the best teammates, best friends, best group of brothers I could ever ask for coming up through high school. Yeah, um, I failed to mention my opening monologue there. Uh, I chose these two guys because these were the two dudes that were able to continue their baseball careers. Weston is playing at Central Alabama Community College, and Sam is playing at Jacksonville State University up there. Um, and because, and, I mean, there's plenty of dudes we can have on here, you know, Tanner and and Randy Davis. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of all the guys that contributed last year and guys that I would love to have interviews. But you guys being or taking this to the you know, taking it to the next step. Um, that's why I really wanted to talk to you, because we'll get into more of a, a college talk here in a little bit. But um, <clears throat> Sam, moving over to you, we talk about Coach Tubbs really talks about just about every post practice speech has something to do about Oxford, Jacksonville State. Got to get back to Oxford. So you had the opportunity to go play baseball at the same stadium that you won a state championship in. What is it like to win a state championship on the same field that you get to practice on daily? Is that something that by now is kind of worn off? Or, you know, I know you sent us a Snapchat the other day about, you know, the spot where we dogpiled and everything. So do you get that feeling every single day or is it just maybe every once in a while it kind of hits you and be like, wow, I I really finished the job right here? Yeah, so when I showed up for the fall, um, definitely a, a lot of nostalgia hit me. Like I, I showed up and I, like it, it was my first time being there since we had uh, dogpiled and uh, just showing up was really cool. Uh, all the emotions and memories came flooding back. Um, I would say by now it just hits me every once in a while. Like I'll be, you know, going through like, um, like I may be having a tough day and then I just, you know, look to that pitcher's mound and think about, you know, the guys who on that team who won a state championship that aren't playing college baseball right now. And, uh, it's kind of like doing it for them and just like, uh, a memory of like how grateful I am to have this opportunity. And it honestly like helps me like when I keep that perspective and like how grateful I am to be where I am, um, it, it pushes me to the next level and, and gets me through those tough times. But um, you got to think we also lost a game on that field, um, a game three with, with a special group uh, in 2022. So um, I definitely think about that too, but um, 
my latest memory was a state championship. So uh, just having that memory and then also having the other side of it um, has been really cool. And uh, I really enjoy being on that field every single day. Yeah, that, that 2022 class is also one that we'll never forget because even though we didn't finish with the ring on our finger, that kind of they kind of set the bar for where hopeful high school wants to be. And Coach Tubbs mentioned that a few quite a few times throughout the year last year. And they kind of put the uh the target on our backs and uh, made everybody gunning for us last year. And uh, I always tell them, I said, I can relate to your class more because my last football game that I ever played, I lost in the state championship as well on a turf field down in Troy, Alabama. I said, so hell, I can I can relate to you guys more than I can the 2023 class. But um Weston you had the opportunity to play for your dad at the high school level. That's not something that most people have the opportunity to do. Um, coach Tubbs is kind of an old school coach. And the fact that if, you know, if he gets, if he has to get on your butt, he, he will. Um, I know there were some times where, you know, you were questioning what we were doing, maybe in a situational case or maybe a couple of practices where he ran y'all a bunch because of how we were playing or what we were doing. Um, and, and, you're probably questioning that. And of course there's times where you've got to be so proud of what your dad has been able to accomplish at the public school level in such a short amount of time. Uh, I think year one what was it third round of the playoffs year two runner up state three or year three blue map. Um, so incredible success in a short amount of time. Um, and you were, you had to be incredibly proud to be a part of that. So talk about the balance that you had to have between the the dad coach relationship that you've had to have over the, over the last three years. And what, and what was that kind of like transitioning from field to home? And, and you know, I know he, he said that, um, that y'all didn't talk baseball at home, but I know coach Tuffs, he can't not talk baseball. Right. I mean, the guy's a baseball freak. Like that's what he lives by. And I uh, talk about how that relationship was going from on the field until off the field. Uh, no, nah, it was great. So, uh, it goes on to about, like, I started playing for my dad when I was in eighth grade. I got brought up on varsity just to see how it was. And and honestly, like, I'm not saying this because he's my dad, but he's one of the greatest coaches I've ever seen coach coach the game. He knows everything inside and out. Um, no, nah, but it, it was definitely hard once I got up to where I was starting and actually getting the chance to actually play for him. Um, there was so much that would – that would happen. I would so I wouldn't agree on a lot of things. We would butt heads at practice sometimes. He would get on to me. Sometimes I'd have things to say back. Um but but when we got home it it was all left at the field. I would try to talk to him about some things, but he would uh he wouldn't talk to me. Now if it was my little brother or my mom or somebody on the phone, he's always talking about baseball. It's baseball is the only thing on his mind. But if I were to talk to him as a player, as one of his players, it he shuts me out. He doesn't want to say anything. Yeah, uh, so it was more of a like if you were maybe something personally you were struggling with, you could go to him, but like, hey, dad, it's a team. Can we do? It? He's like, nah, I ain't, I ain't dealing with all that. Is yeah. that kind of how it was? Yeah, if I had like something idea for the team, but like we'll talk tomorrow about it at practice. Like I never get the chance to say my mind sometimes, but <laughs> it was great playing for him. It was it was a very tough coach, I'd say, but. Even even greater to have it was a, I'll say that it was it was a blessing to have my dad as a high school coach. Because, right, and, you know I I kind of I, I can't relate to him being a coach, but I work for my dad, and, and you know there's some days where he's he's on me, and I'm like, dang, just lighten up a little bit, Jeez. 
And so I can understand, you know, being the way Coach Tubbs wanted not perfection, but, you know, he knew what y'all could do. And when we weren't doing it right, there was punishment. And I could understand during some of those laps around the field or maybe the down and backs during the perfect hitting, there might have been some some words that you were thinking about him. And, and I used to love, you know, in batting practice, everybody's trying to rush to get through. And you were the only one that would literally just watch three pitches in a row. Be like, no, I'm taking my time. And I always right, enjoyed right. y'all going back and forth. That was always funny to me. But uh Sambo, um being playing the shortstop position your senior year kind of the quarterback of the team, the quarterback of the defense, and then also moving up to the leadoff spot until the playoffs. You know, you were a leadoff hitter the majority of the year. That was something new that you experienced also. What did it take? Because I think your physical skills have always been there, but mentally, what did it take mentally to have to take it, take your game to the next level and become one of the top leaders on the field and in the locker room after following the 2022 class and the precedent that they set? Yeah, so I think the main thing for me, um, stepping into that leadership role, uh, I think leadership is earned. Um, you don't just walk into a clubhouse one day and and you know you be the leader. So I think it came in the in the work that our class put in before, and you know, I, I you say I was like the quarterback, but uh, that job was really easy with the guys that we had around us. Um, with it being your senior year, I would say probably halfway through the year um it really like resonates with you it's hard to describe unless you've experienced it really resonates with you like you know even though I, I had signed a scholarship to go play the next level it really resonated with me like hey I don't get you know it's almost not like that you take it for granted but it really just hits you hard like that hey this might be you know tomorrow is not promised and um I want to keep playing this with these guys as long as possible and keep playing high school sports because uh, that was the funnest time of my life up until this point. So um, I think it was really when, when my senior year rolled around, it was, Hey, what can I do to, you know, take all of this in, not take it for granted and uh, lead this team and play as many games as we can this year. And if we win a state championship, that's great. But um I really just want to have a, a great bond with a team around me and uh, play as many games as possible. And it's like kind of a, a coaching point of view because you also try do everything you can to try to get your teammates to feel the way you do. Because once you do that, that's when you really had that that camaraderie as a unit. And that's kind of how coaching is. You know, we're trying to get you guys to do what we want. And if you do that, you know, like the opposite field hitting that we worked on all the time, you know, the $5 that I give you all for backside hits that, you know, whenever y'all did that, it doesn't make, you know, it makes us so proud. So as a player, that's kind of what you were having to do was trying to get everybody to get on your level. And because of the teammates being able to do that, that's what really helped us out. For sure. Yeah. And I, I think, I think as a leader, um, your senior year, like obviously, um, a state championship is your goal, but um, looking back on it, like as a high school career as a whole, if you can leave the program better than you found it and have an impact on the the younger class and uh, the guys coming up and, you know, embed that work ethic or the kind of the mindset and, and leave the program better than you found it. And uh, that was that's kind of like when I reflect on my high school career, it's not, you know, the state championships, it's like, did I leave the program better than I found it? And um, 
I think I think our senior class did a really good job of that. I think the 2022 class did a great job of that. And hopefully this year's class does it as well. And we can just keep hopeful uh, trending upward and uh, make it into a, a better program each year. And props to Coach Tubbs for instilling that into us and um, just kind of, you know, making that one of our main goals. No doubt. Um, Weston, if you don't have anything that comes into your mind immediately, you can kind of pass the same. So I want both of y'all's minds kind of wrapped around this. Outside of the state championship, what was your favorite moment from last season? And I'm going to ask both of y'all. So, Weston, do you have anything that comes to your mind immediately? Immediately? I would I've got, say. I've got, I've got mine because I, yeah, I've had time to think about this. So if you need me to go first, I will. Yeah, you go first real quick. Okay. Mine has to be the Mobile Christian Series because these guys had won so many freaking state championships in 4A. They get bumped up to 5A, and I'm like, and they're in our little area or region or whatever. I'm like, good Lord, no way. And then as the season goes on, the playoff projections start coming out, and you're like, oh, Mobile Christian, you know, you just those guys know how to win. They're like Russellville. You know, Russellville just would not go away, and they were so – so tough to beat because they had so much experience and they didn't run away from the moment. Um, I love that series because we had just gotten drawn by Omar County at home. And I think Tanner pitched that game. We got beat like seven to two. We were not competitive. Um, we, got, we got drummed at St. James and, yeah. and that was probably the worst we played all year. Yeah. And then yeah, you turn around and you get smoked by Melville Christian game one. Randy doesn't have his best stuff. And then bam, all of a sudden, we're down like eight to nothing in the second inning, second inning or whatever it was, and it was like it was so it was so crazy because it was like the low point of the year, and we're in the first round of the playoffs. And to watch you guys go in the locker room, literally brush off the loss, like take the jersey off, put the grays on, and then turn around and we're like, hey, we don't lose in the grays. That was the thing all playoffs. We're not losing in the grays, and uh, to turn around and win that series was incredible to watch and incredible to coach in. Because that's even come on the field. I kind of looked at Paige after game one. I was like, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's, you know, and then Tanner went down there. Tanner was really getting dialed in, in the bullpen. I didn't say much to him. We went out there, took care of business. And then you had Dre in game three. Nobody knew what you were going to get from Dre. You know, he hadn't had, he didn't have a lot of innings throughout the year. And um, you really didn't really know what you were going to get for him. And thank God he turned it on whenever the playoffs started and, and did what he did best. And that's dominate on the hill. So that was mine. I love, you know, the Elmore County series, of course, when you knock your rival out of the playoffs, that that's tremendous. Uh, but Mobile Christian, just from what had happened leading up to that game and just the the switch that got flipped. And I'm like, where did this come from? And they're like, just don't lose in the grays. That was it. Simple as that. So Weston, you got something? Yeah. I mean, I got something. Um, so, I mean, my favorite memory would be, it'd be like, either every Tuesday or Thursday or we'd find a day during the week and all of us seniors would go get something to eat together and like whatever restaurant we went to, it was usually, um, Sam, do you remember that restaurant? It was Beefo Brady's. Yeah, it was Beefo Brady's. Beefo. We used to go to Beefo Brady's and we would, sit there for, we would sit there for an hour to an hour and a half just cutting up, laughing. I remember one time Sam went, uh, this is definitely my favorite memory. Sam went up there and started uh, singing karaoke. And it was probably the funniest thing. Beefos has karaoke. Yes, yes. Yeah, every uh, 
is it Tuesday night, Weston? Every Tuesday yeah, night? Yeah, it's every Tuesday. How many yeah. people are in there? There can't be more than 20 people in there. I don't There's, know. It's usually, it's usually yeah. packed. Packed wow. out on days. And I never yeah. got a video of that. I'm a little surprised. I, I did not know that. There's, There's video. a video somewhere. There's a video somewhere. I sang uh, Rich Girl. <laughs> oh, Hall of Notes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to look at the screen or did you know that song by heart? Um, it was it was fifty fifty. They don't they don't put the word uh they don't put the you don't get to say uh see the words. So like I was I was struggling putting the words in the right. Uh, oh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah. so that's like advanced karaoke. Then you better know the song. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> karaoke of beef up Brady's. All right, Sam. What was your outside the state championship series? What's your favorite moment from last year? Yeah. So like. Piggybacking off what Weston said, uh, there's a lot of moments like that throughout the the year that you you remember. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with with I like what you said, uh, the Mobile Christian series, simply because I remember walking into the locker room and going over to my locker after the game one loss. And as I'm changing uh, uniforms, I'm taking off the uniform, the creams, and I'm putting the grays on. And as I'm getting dressed, I'm just – I'm over in my locker and I'm not saying anything to anyone. I mean, this is immediately after the loss. And I I, I vividly remember, like, tearing up because – and thinking to myself, like, this could be the last time that I ever put a high school uniform on. And uh, I don't know if Weston remembers, but I I, I got myself together and uh, I, I gave a little – a short little speech. I was like, guys, you know – um, I'm tearing up over here because this is potentially my last high school game. I can't imagine what the guys who and I and I said I'm playing at the next level. I can't imagine what the guys around us are feeling right now who, you know, don't have the opportunity to go play at the next level. Uh, if you don't have anything to do or anybody to do it for, please do it for those guys. And uh, I think from then on, I mean, everybody was just pretty locked in, and it was it was a lot of fun from then on out. And then you know. Losing the first game in the first three series, uh, that kind of set the pace. Like, once we lost game one, um, I never felt that again. I was always confident. I was like, you know, we're ready to roll. We, we lost a tough game one, but uh, this is a three-game series. It's our series to win. And and after that first series, I never felt like our backs were against the wall after that uh, yeah, and, first game. And even, you know, Elmore County, a team that had, that had swept us in the regular season and really a team that had dominated us. They didn't – we didn't come close to them in, in either game. Even after the the first game, I, yeah, that's exactly – that's a good point because I felt the same way. I, I didn't feel the way I did after Mobile Christian again. Even after we lost to Elko, I was like, okay. You know, I think we lost, like, what, four to two? That, that was a close one. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that was that was their dog. Like, they don't have another pitcher that can beat us. And we were in control the whole game too. They yeah. came back and so. yeah. yeah, I think it was last inning they came back, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, and then Headland, you know, those guys. I'm like, you just start scoring on those guys, and they'll fold up, which they did. Yeah. And uh, that was super fun series. I can't, you know, that the playoff run you'll never forget. Yeah, for sure. But um, okay, Coach Tubbs. Weston took a, a team last year that had just made it to the last series of the year in 2022 and gave us an incredibly difficult schedule. Um, we were not near as dominant during the regular season or the playoffs for that matter, as we were in 2022. 
Do you think the schedule played a factor in you guys learning how to rebound from losses like we just talked about and uh, develop the the next pitch, next play, next game mentality? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, 2022, we we were so dominant. We set we set the record for most school wins. Um, I mean, we had all the mojo. We had all the swag. Uh, we roll into 2023. We know we have a harder schedule. We didn't realize how hard it was actually going to be. Um, I mean, it was like just about every game we felt like we were getting our butts whooped. And I mean, I mean, most of the time we were beating ourselves, and then we we win a game, lose two games. So it was it was very hard. Um, it was a ton of adversity, and the the hard schedule is what I feel like prepared us the best for the playoffs. Um, we played super hard teams out of Florida. Um, we played Colliersville out of Tennessee. By far the best team, best high school team I've ever seen in person and played against. Um, they they run ruled us, and after that, it was kind of like, all right, guys, we gotta we gotta change something. We had so many team meetings last year compared to my junior year. Um, just trying to find out what to do, what we needed to do, and and that adversity is what. I think led us to the state championship and what made us win it this year because we didn't have to go through that my junior year. And I mean, that's just the biggest thing for us winning it this year is that adversity we had to go through through the hard schedule. Yeah. Freaking Mosley from Florida. I still have nightmares about that team. And then we're yeah. down in Troy. We're on the ride down there. And coach Tubbs is like, they got to do this. Uh, throw it against us today. It's committed to Florida state. I'm like, huh? This is what yeah, we saw. February, well, March, and this dude's throwing like ninety four, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hold yeah. up now. What wasn't it something like out of the first eighteen games? It was we saw thirteen teams in one pitcher. It was a lot, yeah. And sure. and I was yeah, y'all were asking me for stuff to do in the dugout. And I'm like, I, I can't hit it. I, I'm, I mean, <laughs> it's like dude's pumping Ched when it's still cold outside. I, I mean, jeez. Just go up there and hack, man. Uh, yeah, we got beat ten to nothing that game. That was about as bad as as we got dominated, other than St. James, I guess. But, um, yeah, tough schedule. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm the same way. I, I think it really helped us. Sam, what do you think about that? How how did that schedule prepare us for the adversity that we faced in the playoffs and the way you guys were able to overcome it? Yeah, I think I think the tougher schedule um, exposed some of our we- our weaknesses that we had. And um, if you're not, you know, if you're if you're dominating everyone, your your weaknesses aren't getting exposed. You're not able to really grow because, like, I feel like whenever you lose, um, that's the only way you can grow because you're like you don't. Everyone hates losing, so you're like, okay, how can what can we do to fix that? And you know, not losing a whole lot. Uh, our junior year, it was never. I feel like sometimes we got complacent, and it was never like, all right, what can we do? to better ourselves because we still like, Oh, we did this wrong, but we still won by six runs. So it's not really that big of a deal when in reality you get to the playoffs and face better teams, it is a big deal. So I think exposing that earlier in the season against these really good teams uh, ultimately set us up for success in the long run. And like Weston said, uh, that adversity and, and, you know, all the team meetings that we had and just trying to figure it out just allowed us to come together as a unit and figure out how to get it get the job done. Yeah, it's like we couldn't put it together. We we would we would pitch good one game, but we couldn't hit. Then the next game we'd hit well, 
couldn't pitch. And then a couple of games we'd pitch well and hit well, and we couldn't field to save our life. I mean, you got Tanner over there kicking stuff around the third. We're like, this guy's an alien. That That's never happened over there. So it took him a while to get going, and, and everything just kind of happened the way it happened. I, I love all the time after we made that championship run everybody was asking me hey you know because baseball is all about getting hot at the right time you watch the major leagues the team that wins the world series is always the team that gets hot at the right time that's why the dodgers have a 400 million dollar payroll and they probably won't win the world series this year because it just doesn't work like that in baseball the most talented team doesn't always win that's why in the major leagues it's the only it's the only sport with no cap but you can pay anybody as much as you want to and uh, and Bill asked me all the time, do I just get hot at the right time? I said, no, we were about as down in the dumps as you could get. And so I don't know what happened. It's just a next game, next pitch mentality that I think started early in the season um, whenever we were getting our eyes beat in. And then we lost some close games as well. And, uh, and yeah, I think that really prepared us for that playoff run. Um, two more questions for you guys. Sam touched on this earlier about the the legacy. But, Weston, what, what is – winning a state championship during your senior year mean to your high school legacy and your high school career? Because only seven public school teams across the state get to stake that claim, and you guys were one of them. So what's it like knowing that you're able to to be the team that was able to finish the job? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly something that I'll, I'll hold near to my heart for the rest of my life. I mean – I mean, it's still surreal. I still think about it like almost every day. Like I dream about it sometimes. It's just, like sometimes I wish I could get that feeling back of when that final out was made. <laughs> but uh no, the legacy it leaves behind it I hope I hope it drives the younger guys, the guys that we mentored and took under our wings, I hope it drives them to further our legacy and further the way we carried ourselves and and I mean it was just it was truly a blessing because I mean I had never won one. I've seen my older brother win plenty with my dad. Uh, and that's like, for me, for my baseball career, I just wanted to win one with my dad and give him the biggest hug after the game and just know that me and him were the final two man standing, the, like that we were the final team. And I mean, it was just the greatest feeling of all time. And the legacy it, it should leave behind is that Hopewell should be always respected in baseball and that, that we are – a baseball school and that will continue to thrive and be uh, great and achieve uh, excellency and just be that team that everybody wants to like, Oh man, I want to go to Hopewell. I want to play baseball there. Or like, Oh, when they play Hopewell today, like, Oh man, we got to play Hopewell. I don't want to play them. And just cause like, that's, that's the legacy. I felt like, especially Sam, Sam was big on it. He was like, he, Sam really drilled that into even some of the seniors, like really me, because like sometimes I'd be like, man, I was like, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna get nowhere. And Sam would just pick up the whole team and just be a, such a great leader. And he was the reason we have that legacy there right now. And I mean, me and Sam will always be brothers just because everything we had to go through the past three years. And I mean, I'm so grateful for everything. So, yeah, it was cool to see how close you guys were preseason and then how much closer you got as the season went went on and um you know we still have the group chat that we're in that we're in I uh I try to create one with I have one with both senior classes that uh that I coach just try to keep in touch with everybody even the 2022 guys the guys like 
you know, Mikey and guys would kind of disappear from us, get the girlfriend, you never hear from them again. So I try to keep up with everybody as much as I can. But uh, Sam, I, I know you mentioned it earlier, but, uh, you know, being one of the last teams standing, there's so few of them in the state of Alabama and the public schools, public school system. So what is that like knowing that, you know, it's the last high school game you ever played, you won? Because that's what a lot of people don't understand is that think about all the teams across the state. You can go across the country if you want to that lose their final game. I mean, you guys were a part of that in 2022. There's another group of eight seniors that, that you know, the last game they ever played, they lost in in high school. And you guys did not have that. You were one of the few that were able to win it. So how does, how does that feel? How does that make you feel thinking back on something like that? Yeah, um, I think for me and Weston and our senior class, it's even extra special because when you look back at our high school career, uh, obviously freshman year is COVID. Uh, season gets banged in the midway through. Um, and then you've got our sophomore year, that's Coach Tubbs' first year, and we go to the third round and and end up getting beat by St. Paul's. And then obviously coming up short our junior year and and uh, being runner-up and, and being so close and, and not winning, and then obviously senior year coming out on top. So when you look at it that way, I think it's even extra special because uh, just the road that we our class had to go to get there um, – it really did suck um, losing our junior year, but I think it made it that much more special for our senior year because we had been on both sides of it. And uh, I think it just really just furthers the bond that you, that you have with your, with your teammates and your senior class. Like uh, we'll have like a, a class reunion and uh, that, that group of seniors, our group of seniors is going to get together and all we're going to want to talk about is, is baseball and, that that special year that we had and uh it'll just be something that I know all of us will remember forever and um hopefully we left a legacy and and gave the younger guys an experience that that you know coach Tubbs always said it experience greatness one time then you'll spend the rest of your life chasing it so hopefully uh that's something that the younger guys um experienced and want to be a part of again and uh like I said, like I mentioned earlier, um, just leave the program better than you found it. Okay, last question here. And Weston, this can you can have a couple if you want to, because I know it's a it's a big change. But you know, going from high school to college baseball, what's been the biggest difference? And this can be, it can be something minor that you're like, oh, you know, I don't, I wasn't expecting this, but this kind of happens. It's not that difficult. And then you can be like, okay, this is what's way harder about high school. Whatever you want to choose. And if you have a couple of things, that's fine. But what has been going from high school to college baseball, what's been the biggest difference, the biggest change for you? Uh, I do have a few things. I'll try to make it as clear as I can. Uh, the biggest change is the the constant need to be better every day. Like you have to work every single day. In high school, you could get away with – missing two, three days, maybe even four days. Uh, in college, man, it's such a grind. And, uh, like, you have to be in the gym, in the cages, doing extra work every day to even have a chance to play. And, and that's, on I mean, your, that's on your own, right? That's not even with coaches. That's just you having to have the internal discipline to do that. Yeah, that's 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 all discipline. And, uh, I mean, we, don't, we, get, we only get a few times, like, that we actually get to be one-on-one with the coaches 
like in high school, I could I could have called you and be like, hey, let's go hit, let's go hit tonight, and you'd been like, okay, just me and you, we'll go up there. Uh, really, we go up there and figure out my swing. Well, now it's I have to take the things that you taught me in high school and reteach to myself sometimes, and have to go through uh, everything without the coaches. And um, that's that's been one of the biggest things. Um, another thing is uh, like in high school you you go through all these practices everything's mandatory here you got guys that that basically run the show like these there's Simon junior college there's third years here that like they basically run the show and i kind of like kind of look at these guys and be like okay they know what they're doing and high school it's like all right i'm i'm running the show these young guys are looking at me I know what's going on, and so your, your typical here, your typical going from a, a big fish in a little pond to a little fish yeah. in a big pond. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm a freshman in high school again, just at a bigger stage, and it's it's definitely something. Um, it's hard it's hard to go back to that state because it was always hard as a freshman, you know, trying to be on the field playing with these older guys, and now that I'm here, it's like it, so much more is expected from you than you were in high school because it's such a bigger stage and the spotlight's a little bit bigger. I mean, but playing for my dad, uh, the practices we had, we were always uh, trying to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And that's, that's been my biggest thing here is I'm very comfortable with things that other players aren't comfortable with. And it just, it's taken me a long way in my game here. Um, Another thing is like high school, we we go work out on our own. Uh, Sam would go work out early mornings. I go work out late at night. But here it's like it's like if you're gonna do if you're gonna do the little things and you're gonna do what you need to do to play, it, there's nobody there's nobody telling you what to do, when to do it. It's kind of like you just you're your own coach sometimes, and that's probably the, that's the biggest thing for me. Changing. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good thing that your your dad is who he is then. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You've seen, I mean, a, I, you've seen a good example of that uh growing yeah, I, up. I call him every day and uh he makes sure I'm doing everything I need to do, but yeah. No doubt. Um uh, Sambo, same question going from high school to, to college. What's been the biggest difference and biggest change for you? Yeah, so for me, um I kind of had a unique situation to where uh, a month before I showed up on campus, uh, we got a, a whole new coaching staff. So um, that was that was definitely a change, um, like living on your own. Um, I mean, yeah, so just having to like coming into the fall, like having to prove yourself all over again. And, and like you said, the you know, you were the big fish in the little pond and now you're the little fish in the big pond and, and just moving down like you're you're a freshman again, you're low on the totem pole and just having to um earn everyone's respect and and kind of work your way into that leadership role um you know my my from where i am now in my junior year my role will be a lot different as i'll be one of the older guys but uh but for right now it's just um doing everything you can so that when you are in that role that you're respected and uh you can be a great leader um and then like weston said i mean it just takes so much more at this level uh, the talent gap is not is not very big, so it's just the little things that you have to do every single day that uh, 
slowly build up and I call them like invisible wins. Like nobody really sees them, but you've got to keep collecting them and eventually uh, they'll pay off. But you have to do all the little things to separate yourself and to, and to like lesson said, to even have an opportunity to play. And like, I use the analogy of like, like uh, a little kid hitting a pinata. Um, everyone always celebrates the the blow that brings out all the candy, but no one uh, remembers all the, all the kids bef- that went before them and were sitting there hitting it. So I kind of think about that. And like, everybody always looks at, you know, really successful people as an overnight success, but they don't really see all the things that uh, that person was doing, you know, at, you know, 12 o'clock at night or, or four o'clock that morning. So uh, there's just a lot of little things that you have to do and, and compound wins. And that's really been the biggest difference that I had to learn. And uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to, you've got to get your extra work in. You've got to find a way to get 1% better every day and uh, just to have a chance. So that's kind of where, kind of where we are and kind of what I've learned. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what you do as a coach too. You you have to explain to the high school kids, especially young ones that if you want to be a beast, you have to do what the beasts do. And that's not just showing up to practice every day. That's getting extra work in whenever you can. So it's, you know, it's no coincidence that both of y'all said the same thing regarding the self-discipline that you have to have to get up and embrace the grind, embrace the suck. And, uh, and do it, do a lot of the stuff on your own with no coaching and with no individual coaching. But um, guys, I want to thank y'all for joining me, man. I've, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I'm glad I got y'all um, at Weston. I know y'all have already started playing some Sam, you have your first game on Friday against Memphis. You said, yes. Um, but I appreciate y'all taking time, taking an hour or so out of your night and, uh, and getting, getting on here with me and, and, the run we had last year and being with y'all the last two years is something that I'll never forget. And it's something that I, I talk to Paige about all the time. Anybody who will listen, you know, anybody that asks a question, I get giddy talking about it and talking about how, because it, it's special to me. And it's something that, that I got to do. It's something that I, that I wanted to do that I love doing. And it just happened to come with the, with a group that was very motivated and very coachable and that's something that I'll always appreciate you guys for is because you make it easy on coaches whenever you're like that as a player, whenever you'll listen and do what you're, do what you're supposed to do and not, not making coaches have to look over their shoulder to know that you're doing it right. Um, that's a, that's something that, that every coach appreciates and it's something that I really appreciated from you guys and, and the rest of the members on that team from last year. Um, do you guys have anything else before we hop off here? Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, I, I'm glad you asked us to do this. It was, it was, it was a, it was a blast. Um, I love being able to talk to you guys. It's not very often I get to, I get to see y'all. Um, Coach C, I, I know it's been a while since we talked. I miss you, man. Uh, hope the family's doing good. Sam, yep. I was, I hope you're doing good up there at school. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen each other too. So, man, it was, it was good to talk to you guys. So. Yeah, we'll get together this summer after y'all's freshman season is done. And um appreciate y'all coming on, guys. But uh um Lester and J Law will be back on here next week. We'll probably talk some tied basketball. Um, but until then, this is episode one oh eight, the Gump Runners Podcast, Chase Thornton, joined by special guests Sam Silas and Weston Tubbs. We're out of here. Go dogs. <laughs>